Hello. Hello. Welcome to the next episode of the Brew in the Closet podcast. <laughs> Brew in the Closet podcast. We should have just called it that right from the start. Yeah. <laughs> Brew outside the box, inside the closet podcast. Yeah. Um, we are here today to talk about the grit grind. Yep. A new challenge we have coming out for you guys. It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do it too. I would never offer something that I wouldn't be willing to like subject yep. ourselves to first. So let's talk about what it is. Where should we start? How long is this challenge? It is 75 days. Whoa. Whoa. That's so many days. Okay. So like, why is it 75 days? Well, I think it's inspired by the 75 day or hard 75, right? That's the mm-hmm. name of it. 75 hard. Is yeah. The and the theory behind it is that within 75 days, you are guaranteed to have something come up that's going to test your, you know, determination or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have, yeah, you're going to have some bumps along the road and it's long enough to really just build new habits. Mm-hmm. So it's less of yeah. a like temporary challenge and more of a way of like changing your thinking or changing your living. Mm-hmm. And so we've said, it's not a nutrition challenge. It's not a physical fitness challenge. It's a mental toughness program. We have borrowed from a a bunch of different things. The 75 hard program, which if you're familiar with that, is a particular 75 day challenge with some parameters. So kind of, I like that structure. Yeah. Uh, We're going to talk a lot about the nutrition side of things. 75 hard makes no requirements about what nutrition plan you follow, where we're going to give you way more advice and support on the nutrition side of things. So using my... um, you know, education I'm getting right now in nutrition Mm -hmm. and mine too (laughs) and your collateral (laughs) because I talk nonstop about it. Your collateral education. (laughs) nutrition. My honorary degree, your honorary degree, um, a little more guidance on the physical activity side of things and trying to make it fit more with the particular CrossFit, um, philosophy methodology on like what is fitness and what's physical activity. Um, and then yeah, a few other, things in there. So specifically the 75 hard program is, or the grit grind is the 75 days in a row unbroken to drink 16 ounces of water, which is my trusty Yeti yours too, before anything else goes in your face in the day. So drink water, you dehydrated bitch. (laughs) Um, within an hour of waking up or whenever the sun comes up, 10 minutes outside of natural light exposure, no sunglasses, um, outside natural light in your eyes as early as possible in the day. Not staring directly at the sun. Don't stare directly at the sun. Just having outdoor light exposure. Be outside. Yes. Go outside. Um, physical activity twice a day. Mm -hmm. And I specifically did not use the word workout when we put this together because I do not want people to do CrossFit workouts twice a day. That's not at all. That would be the how to hurt yourself in 75 days program. But just generally bringing more physical activity to your life. So we'll talk more specifically about what that means um, in a little bit. 75 days unbroken to follow what I've called the royalty real food plan. Feeding yourself like royalty, the best, most delicious, nutritious, luxurious foods on earth. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to read 10 pages of nonfiction every day. Exercise your brain. That's going to be the hardest one. Zombie books don't count. <laughs> what the you got to find a nonfiction <laughs> account of a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> um, and then a personal challenge of your choosing. And so I wanted to put a little flexibility in there for people to, if you have something in particular where you're like tired of something you're doing and you want to stop or a habit that you've like been meaning to be like, I need, I need to do this. I need to do better this. So you choose something that you feel like would, you'd be a better person <laughs> in the end if you could 
get that thing dialed in. Right. So it's not, it's not a weight loss challenge. It's yep. not a physical fitness challenge. It's not a training program. There's no like end goal. There's no prize at the end. Mm-hmm the value is the journey. Yeah. <laughs> it's not in the destination, it's in the journey. Yeah. I think that it's one of those things where it can work for anybody, but it's really going to benefit the people that like, they just need to make a change in mm-hmm. one area or another, right? Maybe you're sick of the excuses you give yourself for not going and working out at the gym or you're one of those diet starts Monday kind of people and that weekend you just go crazy and then end up not even starting on Monday. <laughs> you know, there's a million excuses and a million ways to get yourself out of, you know, a difficult commitment. Mental but, rut kind yeah. of thing, right? And this is just a way to kind of like commit, like yeah. jump in with two feet. So we've said this challenge is for when you're tired of your own shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mental toughness challenge. Yeah. In that when you feel like your mental game is weak. You're flaking on your workouts. You know, you're always like, it starts Monday? Or like, I call that bargaining with the future. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to eat this cinnamon bun now, but tomorrow I'm going to eat better. You're yeah. like, fucking no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> and you start to learn that. You start to, you stop trusting yourself. Yeah. When you've made a promise to no one other than yourself, and then a day later you break it, guess who doesn't trust you anymore? Yeah. It's you. And so a big thing about this challenge is just the commitment to doing what you say you're going to do. Yeah. The things in this program are not that hard. Yeah. Is it hard to drink water? No. Is it hard to go stand outside for 10 minutes? No. Yeah. Like all of these things are small, manageable, doable little habits that, like you said, anybody can attack these things. Anybody can eat real food. Yeah. Anybody can go for a walk, you know, a bike ride or whatever. Yeah. Anybody can be physically active. And so then it's just in the, the value is in the consistency. And even if it's a small little thing, if you're like, I said I was going to drink water every morning and I've been drinking water every morning and you're like, hey, go me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? For me personally, I'm like, I'm pretty happy with my habits. You know, I think mm-hmm. I'm in a pretty good routine. I've been working out more consistently now than probably ever. Mm-hmm. And I eat quite well, but it's always been, you know, Monday to Friday. And then on the weekends, it's a little bit of a like, ah, maybe we'll have pizza with the kids or ah, maybe we'll have whatever. So it's always been sort of a like, five on two off kind of approach. Mm -hmm. Now for me, I'm like, I'm curious to see like, what would 75 days look like? You know, if I feel this good going at that sort of interval style thing, like how would I feel if I just like really dug in and committed for 75 days and Mm -hmm. what would my, you know, working out feel like and what would my body composition look like and what would my like overall, you know, level of happiness feel like? So Mm -hmm. even though I don't feel like I have a lot of really bad habits, I'm excited to, you know, test it. Yeah. Challenge yourself, yeah. right? Challenge yourself. It's supposed to be hard. For the sure. whole thing is that it's hard. And in case I haven't made that clear, you haven't watched the other little promo video I made. The major parameter is that if you fail any mm-hmm. of the requirements in a day, you fail the whole thing. Yeah. So if it's like, think of it like Alcoholics Anonymous, you get your 30 day chip when you went 30 days unbroken of not drinking. If you relapse and you fall off the wagon, it's okay, but you start over on day zero yeah. and you don't get you know, your one year chip until you've put all these days in a row. The grit grind is exactly the same because exactly what we don't want is that mentality that people get in of like, oh, like, well, I'll just, I'll just skip it just this once. It'll be fine tomorrow. Or, oh, well, it's my son's birthday. So I just, I'm just going to eat a little bit of cake, but I'll go for a run tomorrow. You know, like that 
downgrading, watering down, moving the goalposts or being like, well, it's okay if I did this cause I'll blah, blah, blah. You know, mm-hmm. nope. You either do it or you don't. Yeah. And if you don't, you fail. And yeah. if you fail, it's okay. We call it a chumba wumba. <laughs> you take a chumba wumba, which means you get knocked down and you get back up again. I'm going to play that clip so many times. I just love saying chumba wumba. I love saying chumba wumba because <laughs> it, it seems like that failing is somehow more fun if yeah. you say it, if you call it a chumba, a chumba wumba. wumba. Failure, it's such a like negative word, right? Yeah. And it's like everybody stumbles, everybody fails, everybody has those, you know, mm-hmm. days or weeks or whatever. And the important thing to remember is that like nobody's good at something right off the start, right? You, yeah. You have to fall down as you get better at things. And so there's going to be some stumbling along the way. But like you said, it's not the end, right? You mm-hmm. just start from the beginning and you recommit and you just keep on trucking. And and you kind of noted this earlier, but I think it's super important to reiterate that even if you get, let's say, 40 days in and whatever, you have a drink with a friend or something that you haven't seen in a year, it's like, okay, cool. Like you've, you're done, you're, you're back to zero, but you had 40 days. Like the amount of benefit mm-hmm. of those 40 days is huge, right? And then you start again and it's like, okay, so you get to 60 days and something else happens. And like, well, now you've got a hundred days of really like good, you know, living. And it's like, it's just building on itself. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think it's like the 75 days is precarious, right? It's like standing at the bottom of Mount Everest, looking up and be like, what the hell did I get myself into? But it's like the further out you go, like the better it starts to look, the better it starts to feel. And then the next thing you know, you're done and you're standing on top of the mountain and you're like, holy shit, I can't believe I actually did that. Yeah. And I think that, sense of pride and achievement and you know it's trending now to call it self-efficacy just Mm -hmm. like the belief that you can do things that are hard yeah that's like what you get out of this is just being like hell yeah high five myself (laughs) yeah you know good job me and i think um there's some benefit for people and maybe this is a mom thing but i think it applies to dads too parents in general anybody with a lot of demands on your time is that you tend to put yourself behind everybody else you Mm -hmm. put your needs behind everybody else and then you know you do that one day you do it two days and you do it for a few years and then all of a sudden you're not your best self in whatever that role is it's your job or as a parent or as a friend or anything else you're you can't bring the best mom or the best dad to your kids because you've put yourself last for too long so there does have to be some boundaries around taking care of yourself first so that you can show up better Mm -hmm. for the things and the people that matter in your life you know and that it's sort of like pulling an all-nighter to study. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it seems like a good idea at the time, but then all the research shows that you're actually dumber the next day and you may as well have just gone to bed and yeah. you probably would have done better on the test, you yeah, know? Yeah, absolutely. It's, I think it's the same. So I think um, we have to try hard things. Mm-hmm. We have to accept that you might fail. Yeah. Do you know what's the best way to not fail? What's that? Is to not do anything, mm-hmm. to not try anything. And then <laughs> where does that get where you? Where does that get you? Yeah. Nowhere. <laughs> so that's, if you're not failing at things, you're not doing anything. Yeah. So you have to accept the possibility of failure, but also one of my favorite quotes, I think I heard it from Matt Fraser. I don't know if he came up with it originally, but you either win or you learn. Mm-hmm. There's no real losing. Yep. Even if you attempt the grid grind and you never finish it, like you said, so you did 40 awesome days in a row or did you lose? No, you certainly learned something along the way. Yep. If you had a stumbling block on like day 50 and something threw you off, you're going to learn from that. What was the situation that made you have a fail that day, Mm -hmm. learn from it, prepare for it better next time. And you know, like there might be things that are like a million percent out of your control. Yep. You get super sick and you're in the hospital and you can't do your physical activity or you can't eat the way you want to, or it's a 
dangerous hurricane outside and you can't go outside for 10 minutes in the morning. Damn Saskatchewan hurricanes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like certainly your own personal safety trumps finishing some dumb challenge, right? Like there's going to be situations where if you have to make a choice, obviously you're going to like preserve your your life, of course. And back to the Everest analogy, like there's people that climb Everest and they're like ready to go to the top and they want to get there, but the weather just doesn't cooperate and they run out of time and they just have to turn around and go back. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes that's just going to happen. But that doesn't mean that's your only chance. You know, you, you start over. Yeah, for sure. So the the failure, the starting over, the getting knocked down, getting back up again is also part of, of what you learn from the whole thing. That, yeah. Um, and being honest with yourself. Yeah. You know, the way the challenge works, there's a bunch of like videos and stuff to watch to kind of understand each piece of the challenge. And then it's, uh, it's I set it up as like an online course similar to Nutrition 101 if you've taken that on our system. Every day, a different like assignment pops up. It just asks you, did you do these things? Mm -hmm. Did you drink your water? Did you go outside? Did you do two physical activities? Blah, blah, blah. Um, And you say yes or no. And you either did or didn't. So could you fudge your way through the grit grind? Sure. There's does whatever. It doesn't matter to me. You can lie to yourself (laughs) if you want to keep lying to yourself. It's like cheating on your workouts. I know. You know, it's like, Like what's the point? You're only, you're only hurting yourself. If people find out about it, they just get frustrated with you yeah like well what's what's the benefit yeah so you got less fit and now people don't respect you like cool (laughs) yeah (laughs) so same thing with the grit grind you can continue to fudge it and lie to yourself and pretend you didn't eat the piece of bread that you ate or whatever but like you know you know deep down right and the only person that loses trust in you is you in that situation that's the worst yeah that's what we're trying to get out of get you to rebuild trust in yourself and believe that you'll do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. It's not like we'll be checking in with people or like at the end of the day, asking for proof that you finish. It's like, <laughs> it's all on you. It's, yeah. it's your integrity that yeah. is on the line here. Yeah. That is it. And the, yeah, the benefit is for you in the, yeah. in the journey of reframing. You're the only one that can benefit from this and you're the only one that can screw it up for yourself. So yeah. it's just, it's all a, a personal voyage. Yeah. Personal voyage for sure. I think, so a big takeaway will be the habits. A big thing I want is for people to establish habits. Yeah. I think between whatever we want to call it, someone that is successful in life and not successful or healthy or unhealthy or however you want to differentiate those things. Yeah. The difference between those two groups of people is just their habits. Mm -hmm. Everybody is doing basically the same things on repeat every day, every week. We're all in some kind of a routine with some kind of daily habits. Yeah. The more successful people just happen to have more productive, healthier habits and the less successful people ended up with less productive, less healthy habits. That's pretty much it. We're all allocating our 24 hours a day to something. Mm -hmm. It's just, what are our habits? The human brain loves doing things in a habituation mode because it takes so little mental effort. (laughs) You know, you just like routine stuff, routine thought patterns, routine, you know, time management, bedtimes, like eating, the same foods you go to, the place you go for lunch. Like the human brain loves routine, loves habits. Even, so with, even within our gym, people will walk in and they go to their favorite square. Yeah, It's always the same. Yep. And then if somebody's there, they're always like, shit, now what do I do? And Ugh. it's like everything, everything yep. is about those <laughs> levels of comfort. Yeah. And so, okay, that's a great example. Like I, when we had, at one point we had three locations of Brio Mm -hmm. and I remember thinking like, oh my God, this can be so great for people. They'll be able to get their workout in no matter what, no matter where they are in the city, there's a a Brio gym there conveniently for them so that it can happen no matter what. And then we learned, oh, people totally don't do that. (laughs) The people that manage to work out consistently 
are so routine yep. that they not only would go to only the same location, they would go at basically only the same class time and they would go to basically the exact same spot in the gym every yep. time. It's like the people that are doing fitness successfully in a routine are super routine about it and mm-hmm. not a fan of switching it up. There are some people that manage to do that and, and you know, like shift workers and stuff that make it happen without a, without a consistent routine. But on average, most people are very habitual, very routine, yep. which is how they make it happen. And it's funny because in CrossFit, one of the like main principles about programming is routine is the enemy, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're supposed to constantly change things up. But in your real life, your day-to-day life, like, yes, yeah, sometimes you need routine to make things happen, right? Yeah. You need to eat around the same time. You need to go to bed around the same time. You need to like work out around the same time. Sometimes routine is not the enemy. Yeah. As long as it's a good routine. (laughs) As long as it's a good routine. And then what's a habit? It's just something that you do every day without giving it much thought at all Mm -hmm. to the point that you feel weird if you don't do it. Yeah. And my favorite analogy is just brushing your teeth. Yeah. Would you say you need to be motivated to brush your teeth? I have motivational posters all over the bathroom. (laughs) Does it take discipline (laughs) to brush your teeth every day? No, that's a weird way to think about that. Yeah. To even say those words, you're like, it's just brushing your teeth, man. Chill. Yeah. But it took someone, your parents, telling you on repeat, brush your teeth every night, brush your teeth, brush your teeth, brush your teeth before yeah. bed until it became a habit for you all the way to the point that if you don't brush your teeth, you feel weird. You mm-hmm. feel weird and gross if you don't brush your teeth. So most people, if you really sit back and reflect on your life, have the ability and have habits that they've already well established and are doing it. They're already doing the thing. They're doing some things, you know? So we just need to, we're just trying to like put a few more things in that box of your routines that you do with Mm -hmm. no effort whatsoever. It's funny when you and I are in Maui on holidays and we have all the time in the world, whenever we're deciding what we're going to do that day, it's always like, okay, well, we'll get up and we'll go to the gym and then we'll come home and like have our coffee or make breakfast or whatever and then we'll go and do whatever but it's like the gym is always just part of it Mm -hmm. we don't even have to think about it we don't have to be like are we going to go to the gym today there's no questioning it it's just like that is part of our routine when we're Mm -hmm. on holiday so there's no it doesn't have to be like go to the gym every day because again we don't want you to do two wads every day but there should be some level of activity that Mm -hmm. you are just that's part of your routine whether it's walking to work or whatever you know something being a human being involves lots of general daily yeah. activity as it should. Yeah. Um, shall we talk about the nutrition specifics of yeah. the great grind? So I put together a thing called royalty real food because I, l- I decided to call it that because a, I'm just a huge proponent of just eat real food. Just yeah. stop eating processed food. Mm-hmm. That's going to cover most of what you need to know about nutrition. But then also I really want people to understand that eating real food is awesome yeah it's the stuff that if you go to a fancy french restaurant and pay 500 dollars for a meal that's what they're feeding you is that these are the foods they're feeding you these are the dinners that you treat yourself to when you go out to celebrate something Mm -hmm. you know so the pillars of the most nutritious foods on earth the pillars of the royalty real food program red meat and organs eggs butter preferably grass-fed butter and bone broth Mm -hmm. And then electrolytes, of course, tons of salt. So that's like the bulk of where you get most of your nutrition from. A little bit of chicken, pork, fish, but trying actually not to overdo it on those things, especially if you only have access to like commercially, like large feedlot produced animals, basically animals that were fed corn or soy, Mm -hmm. anything that was fed animal feed. If you have access to pastured 
animals that were, there's actually a great place just outside Saskatoon called Farm 140 that does regenerative managed ecosystem style farming where um, they have the cows graze on the pasture, the cows poop on the grass, then they send the chickens through, the chickens like peck through and eat the like maggots and bugs and stuff. And that helps fertilize the grass. And then the pigs come through and they root through and they, you know, eat bugs and worms and they'll eat like acorns and all kinds of stuff. So it's this like managed ecosystem right. farming where, so even if you're like, oh, I know a farmer, I get my stuff from them, but it's like, were they feeding the chickens chicken feed or were the chickens eating like out in the pasture like they're supposed to? Yeah. Worms and bugs and frogs and shit, you know? The healthier your food is, the better it is for you. Yeah, for sure. Whereas, so those like monogastrics like chicken and pork, um, if they're fed poorly, they their health suffers, the quality of their protein is less and the quality of their fat is pretty terrible. Yeah. Whereas if they're fed well, then the quality of the protein and the fat is much better. Same as humans. We're also monogastrics. Mm-hmm. We're actually pretty similar to pigs. And then fish. In so many ways. In so many ways. <laughs> actually, we are. Um, fish and seafood, same thing. So if it's like commercially farmed, farmed salmon. Yeah. Um, you know, there's all kinds of problems with like mercury and microplastics and just the quality of what we can get our hands. It's not supposed to be like that, mm-hmm. but it's an unfortunate consequence of just like the general state of pollution and the environment. Yeah. If you have access to like, you know, plug three legs camp, you went to visit Ryan and Jasmine and you caught a bunch of walleye from Northern Saskatchewan. Sure. Go nuts mm-hmm. on that. Um, but otherwise if it's like farm salmon or, um, you know, clams and oysters and that kind of stuff that came from the ocean. Like, ah, you just, you can't like make that the bulk of your diet. Yeah. Or you might run into some problems. Yeah. So anyway, protein first, mostly red meat, a little bit of the other stuff, sprinkle it in for some variety. Um, veggies. We said optional. If you want to make this a carnivore thing and not eat any vegetables at all. Cool. Totally fine with that. Especially if you have any autoimmune kind of conditions, anything IBS, rheumatoid arthritis, you know, sort of lupus type symptoms, anything like that, that you, that you would like to try to attack, I would go no vegetables at all. Right. Um, those would mostly be the source of your autoimmune issues. If you like vegetables, by all means, I'm not going to stop you from eating them. You can eat ad libitum. We said of like above ground, non-starchy vegetables, Mm -hmm. celery, cucumbers, um, Brussels sprouts, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower, bell peppers, you know, whatever, go to town on that kind of stuff. Yep. What about the below ground ones? So the starchy vegetables, your tubers, you know, they call them USOs, underground storage organs. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> yes, it sounds like UFOs. Mm. Mm. <laughs> underground storage organs, yum. <laughs> potatoes, sweet potatoes, that kind of stuff. So the starchy ones. Yeah. Um, a little bit. Okay. I'm a big fan of resistant starch. So you can do that by cooking and then cooling rice or potatoes, the starchy things. When you cook the starch, it kind of softens it. And then when it cools, it creates this stuff called resistant starch, which you cannot digest, but your gut bacteria can ferment it. It ferments it into a short chain fatty acid called butyrate. Mm -hmm. This butyrate is the preferred fuel for the cells that line your colon. So you're feeding your good gut bacteria. They're producing awesome fuel for um, your colonic cells. Everything like works better. Any leftover butyrate can be used for fuel. Your brain loves it. Um, so I'm a big fan of cooked and cooled rice, potatoes. You get a little bit of starch. It doesn't all turn to resistant starch. So do you think like a serving a day or what do you sort of think is a little bit? Yeah. So like I would go at, at one of your meals in the day, if you want to, again, that stuff's optional. optional. Um, probably most of our 
generally healthy fitnessy crossfitters can or should have a serving of something starchy. Yeah. Maybe um, less if one of your goals is to lose weight or lean out or something. But yeah. if your goal is to get stronger, or mm-hmm. push performance or whatever, then you yeah. can do little bits. I would put it at probably your last meal of the day or like post workout would be the ideal right. window. Um, starchy foods will tend to just make you more hungry. Mm-hmm. So I like to, if whatever I do have in the day, I save for end of the day so that I'm not just like fucking starving the rest yeah. of the day. Grouchy and crazy. I'm the same way. If I have carbs in the morning, I just want to eat them all day long. Yeah. And that's, um, there's a real reason behind that. Your insulin response to the same amount of carbohydrate in the morning is higher mm. than if you have it in the evening. Your insulin response is more mellow. So probably best to have whatever carbs you're going to have later in the day. Right. But like a quarter cup of rice is 11 grams of carbohydrate. I'm a keto girl. You guys know that. Keto's generally under 50 grams of carbs per day. So even if I had half a cup of rice, which is a decent little scoop of rice on my plate, it's 22 grams of carbohydrates. Yeah. Like it's not it's fairly manageable. It's fairly manageable. Six little mini potatoes yeah. cooked and cooled. I usually will boil a whole bunch, keep them in the fridge and then throw them in a pan with beef tallow, kind of like shallow fry. So good. Yeah. They are Six great. little mini potatoes is like 13 grams of carbs. It's yeah. Like not bad and freaking delicious. Mm. <laughs> you know, um, corn masa, tortillas get them at sobeys corn masa is different than corn flour corn masa is just the whole corn kernel kind of mushed up um a couple of those i think each one of them is like eight or ten grams of carbs so if you had one or two make a little taco or a little quesadilla kind of thing out of mm-hmm. them that sort of stuff's fine we said good things in small quantities one to two ounces of nuts or nut butter you can have a little bit but like can't can't go crazy. Can't go crazy. <laughs> That's a can't eat a whole jar of peanut butter or yeah. like sit down with the whole thing of mixed nuts from Costco. <laughs> so some things are going to have a little portion control to them. Other things are like eat ad libitum, yeah. eat as much as you want, fill the bulk of your diet with red meat, eggs, organs, bone broth, salt, you know, chicken, fish, pork, vegetables if you want. Mm-hmm. What about fruit? I would say um, the good things in small quantities, like half a cup of berries. Yeah. Awesome. Berries, berries are definitely the like lowest carb, right? The, lowest sugar. Yeah, sure. lowest sugar. Yeah. Blueberries, strawberries, um, blackberries, any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe one piece of fruit a day if you really, really, really want to have fruit. But just keep in mind when you do that, it's just, it's going to make you more hungry. Okay, so yeah, earlier, in, like definitely not a good breakfast idea. No. Not a good early day thing. Yeah. Save it for maybe like that's your kind of dessert sort of thing. Yeah. Um. Oh, like one to two teaspoons of honey, one to two teaspoons of like maple syrup, same, mm-hmm. you know, those kinds of things like that. Those are sugary foods. And not both of those things. You, you don't want to have like, <laughs> one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, if you love a cup of chamomile tea before bed and you want like a teaspoon of honey kind of swirled in there, you know, it's like helps you fall asleep. Like it's not going to make or break anything, but you also can't be eating like spoonfuls of honey every mm-hmm. day. Those good things in small quantities are going to have portion control to them. Right. So that you can't make that the bulk of your diet, which comes from <laughs> learned experience in years past of doing like paleo challenges and stuff and being like, we're going to eat paleo foods, like no grains, no dairy, but you know, meats and veggies, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar. And people are like, oh, okay, I heard you said meats and vegetables, but what I heard was coconut oil and honey. I made fudge. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I feel like you missed the point. <laughs> you know, like, people will just try to find ways to live on still just junk food. Mm-hmm. So. And most of this stuff, it's like make it yourself, right? 
we run into trouble when we start relying on what other people are, Mm -hmm. or not other people, but other businesses are making. I think like salads has always been one of those like staple diet food things. Mm -hmm. We used to have this salad at Joey that um, is called the Diva salad. First, it was served in a like fried tortilla shell. (laughs) So in like deep fried in canola oil. And then, you know, the dressing was all, I don't remember if it was canola or soybean oil, but it's like seed oil dressing. Mm -hmm. The salad was monstrous. And I think it was something like 1,200 calories or something (laughs) in this salad. And then you have like a little bit of chicken on there. But it was definitely like no healthier than anything else. They all just had a cheeseburger and fries at that point. for sure. It was was very good, but tons of sugar, tons of vegetable oils, just not a good choice. So if you are going out to eat, chances are the salad dressing has some sort of seed oil in it, mm-hmm. which is one of the things we're yeah. not doing. Yeah. So just to be clear, I was talking about the things we are eating, yeah. the specific things we are not eating at all. Not a crumb goes in your face. Flour. Mm-hmm. Mostly that's going to be wheat flour, but like corn flour too. Um, vegetable oils, seed oils, like you mentioned, sugar yep. and alcohol. Yes. I don't know if I've, like you've had two babies, so this is way less <laughs> of a thing for you. I haven't made a single baby so I've never gone 75 days without a drink yeah. since I was, I don't know, uh, legal drinking. This is your 14, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, probably yeah. when I was 14. And I feel like we were talking about this before the other day that the different kind of parameters of the grit grind, I think people will struggle with different parts of it. Yeah. You know, some people that are really busy might struggle to get their physical activity. And some people that are really habituated to having like a glass of wine or a beer every day are going to really struggle to not drink for 75 days. Yep. Other people that are super addicted to processed food are going to have a hard time with like no sugar, flour, vegetable oils. Like, you know, but like that's the point. <laughs> it's yep. supposed to be hard. It's supposed to shake you out of your bad habits. So yeah, back to the food thing. It's possible to do on the road and I travel for my, my job with CrossFit all the time. And it's always a challenge. I get it. Yep. <laughs> you know, I understand. Um, but I think that's just part of, you know, planning, preparing, um, thinking about what you're doing, not just ordering the default food that's there. Right. So easy go-to in a restaurant, steak and vegetables. Yep. Super easy. Just double check or ask that the veggies aren't cooked in oil. Ask for butter. Yep. Steak and veggies. That's pretty easy to do almost anywhere or like a salmon, salmon and vegetables, right. something like that. Um, pub food. Burger, no bun. Yep. Um, Get some guacamole on there. Yeah, if they have like, you can add bacon or a fried egg or avocado or something, add on more fat so you'll be more full. Sometimes they'll have like um, raw vegetables on the side, like mm-hmm. if they have celery or carrots or whatever if you want. Like I said, those are optional. Yep. I usually try to order like a, a double, so like two burger patties, bacon, egg, guacamole, whatever they have. Even sometimes like... If I know I just really need the fuel, I'll ask for butter and just like <laughs> melt butter on top of the uh, burger patties. <laughs> like, can I just order a stick of butter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was traveling last weekend. We went out for dinner, you know, the Saturday night of the seminar. We went to a Thai restaurant. Mm. Awesome. I ordered a curry made with coconut milk uh, with a bunch of chicken and vegetables. We had a little bit of coconut rice on the side. I added a, like a, just a little scoop of it. Awesome. Not off the wagon at all. I was in an airport last night and I'm like, okay, so go through security. I'm like, I see a shitty salad place. Not going to do that. I'm just going to pay too much for crunchy water with soybean oil. (laughs) Not going there. Manchu walk guaranteed. That's all vegetable oils and sugar. Um, the pizza place, Sparrow, A&W in the little like food court thing. I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, 
A&W uses grass-fed beef. I was like, that's my like backup plan if I can't find anything better in this airport that I can order a double teen and just not eat the bun. Yeah. Well, like I'm going to do a lap. There's a Chili's. I know they have all day breakfast. That's always an easy one. If you can, breakfast food's almost always good. Eggs, bacon, sausages, whatever. It was pretty full though. Ended up finding another little restaurant. It was like the Calgary Flames bar grill thing. <laughs> Ended up ordering, they had a meatball appetizer. There was a bunch of uh, beef and pork meatballs with like a marinara sauce and cheese melted on top. Yeah. Awesome. No problems there. And I, I was actually another green curry chicken thing. Coconut milk, chicken, bell peppers, and a little bit of rice. I left most of the rice. Right. I was like, hey, that was pretty good. That's pretty good. I got myself quite a bit of protein. Yeah. Some fat in there too. And I, as far as I know, and you, you know, whatever, I did the best I could. Yeah. Avoided flour, sugar, and vegetable oils, and obviously not drinking. Yeah. So. I think, yeah your best bet is just to like plan and cook. Yeah. Like bring it with you. Yeah. Breakfast is super easy, right? Like yeah. eggs, just eat a million eggs like I do. <laughs> eggs and meat. <laughs> um, yeah. So plan ahead. It's, you're only going to run into trouble when you, when you just don't think, mm -hmm. you know, you just show up and you're like, Oh, I've got five minutes. I'm just going to get a sandwich, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, that's when you. And then again with the habits thing, right? It's yeah. like, I just know if I'm like, so Chipotle, Whenever we work in Vancouver, we always like to go to Chipotle. It's like a burrito bar place. There's mm -hmm. a bunch of those kinds of things. I know exactly what I order. I'm going to get double meat, beef and chicken. I'm going to get guacamole, cheese, sour cream for the fat. I'm going to get it in a burrito bowl. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Doing the best you can. What, is there a little bit of sugar in the marinade? I've looked up. I know which ones. The, I think it's the barbacoa is quite sugary. Mm. The other one is not. The like steak pieces are not. You know, so it's like, yeah, ah, I do the best I can. Sometimes I'll look on the restaurant websites and just double check and make the best choice possible for sure and, you know. so no booze no seed oils no grains no sugar yeah that sounds pretty easy yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like okay so people are like oh my god like no drinking no basically processed food yeah. no flour sugar vegetable oil is uh, no processed food yeah but let's not focus on all the things you can't have mm -hmm. Let's focus on all the amazing, delicious food yeah. you do get to eat. Like, and here's what I want people to understand. There's no caloric restriction. There's no counting macros. There's no annoying weighing and measuring and having to type every fucking thing you eat into an app. I hate that stuff. Yeah. Never will you find me telling people to do that. Yeah. This is real food. This is real life. This is how you're going to feed yourself in real life forever. It's manageable. It's doable. Yeah. No deprivation. No feeling like you're missing out. If you get to eat steak with garlic butter and roasted Brussels sprouts with bacon and pecans and a side of potatoes fried in beef tallow with a ton of salt. Are yeah. you going to be like, Oh, this diet sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like I doubt it. I think and for dessert, you get to have fresh blueberries with like homemade whipped cream, blueberries and cream. Like that's still throw a little cinnamon on there. Yeah. That's, like, that's delicious. For sure. I think some people might have the financial concern in, mm -hmm. which is valid for sure. But I think that a obviously, if you're going out for dinner every night and eating steaks, like mm -hmm. that's way more expensive than it needs to be. I think part of the benefit is learning to like cook for yourself and prepare and like mm -hmm. find ways of eating that are affordable. But then the other thing to consider is people will save up and spend ten thousand dollars on a vacation, mm -hmm. right? They'll go for a two week holiday and they're like, "Oh, we're on vacation. We're gonna go out for dinner. We're gonna spend five hundred dollars on dinner. We're gonna do whatever." And it's yeah. like, you know, you come back from those holidays with amazing memories, which are great, and mm -hmm. you're relaxed, which is great, but you've probably put on 10 pounds and feel <laughs> like garbage, right? So look at this as an opportunity to invest in yourself, right? Yeah. And feeling better. And it's like, okay, maybe it's going to be a little bit more expensive than you're used to for 
the 75 days, but it's not like ridiculous. It's not like you're going to be spending 10 times as much as you want to, but the, the investment is in how you're going to feel in the long run and how you're going to like be healthier and, you know, be more productive and just all of those positive things I think are worth of, uh, of investment of time and money, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think processed food is artificially cheap. Yeah. The costs of it are externalized. Um, those foods are disproportionately subsidized by the government to grow corn and wheat and soy, especially in the U S it's much worse in the U S so the products themselves shouldn't be that cheap, but they are. Yeah. The healthcare costs are externalized, right? The the loss of life, the loss of health, totally. loss of like productive working years, all those costs are externalized or pushed to later. Where eating healthy food and doing the thing now, the costs are born now, but the benefits are in the future. Yeah. Where processed food is tasty right now, but the costs are in the future. And you know, like if you're a frequent drinker, like holy shit, that's a yeah. big part of the but you're not drinking a bottle of wine every couple of days. That's yeah. enough for you to feed yourself really well. A few, like Farm 140, so amazing regenerative farmed grass-fed beef from a local farmer, so you're supporting local, like ethically way better, environmentally way better, quality of the meat way better. You can order 50 pounds of grass-fed ground beef from them for 350 bucks. And the cool thing is you don't need the extra lean stuff. You want the fat in there. The extra lean's more expensive, but you want the fat, so get the fattier one. So that's seven bucks a pound for like amazing quality Mm -hmm. grass-fed ground beef. You can get regular ground beef and like, honestly, it from a nutritional perspective, because a cow is this like amazing conversion <laughs> operation of turning almost anything into amazingly nutritious, delicious food. Yeah. Um, you can do regular ground beef for like three or four bucks a pound mm-hmm. too. And so like a pound of 16 ounces, that's quite a bit of fat and protein. That's yeah. almost two meals for most people. Eggs are pretty cheap. Eggs are pretty cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the pillars of the diet are the don't have to be super expensive food. Yeah. bone broth some butchers if you ask will just give you the bones for free some places i think it's pig and pantry will give you like a 20 pound bag of beef bones for like pretty cheap yeah throw it in the in the stock pot or in the slow cooker and make it yourself or yeah. it's like super cheap i i love bone broth super nutritious really good and then i i cook rice in the bone broth so instead of just making rice with water I use the bone broth instead of water. So it's packed with nutrients, electrolytes, all these minerals, some good proteins and fats like collagen, um, gelatin, lots of glycine is the amino acid there. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, so it balances out the like high glycemic starchiness of rice. Yeah. And it takes what is otherwise a totally nutrient void food like rice. There's nothing in it. Um, It makes it like a nutrient powerhouse. You can just drink bone broth. You can make soups out of it. Yeah. Tons of delicious stuff. What it does, eating well, does require time. Yeah. Which is a resource in short supply for people. Yeah. It can be done. Like I said, it can be done out of the house, but it's much harder. Yeah. Um, but if you, you kind of have to invest the time. You're kind of either paying with time or you're paying with just more expensive options, right? If you're, yeah. if you're choosing to go to restaurants, it's like you can do it. It's just going to be more expensive. Mm-hmm. If you want to do it at home, it's going to be cheaper, but you got to invest the time. Yeah. Like you can buy bone broth at the grocery store it's like seven bucks for a liter mm-hmm. or you can make 20 liters of it for 10 bucks yeah <laughs> you know it's like you make it for 50 cents at home or you can pay seven bucks yeah just get your kids on it they can figure it out yeah i taught the kids in my kids camp how to make bone broth so <laughs> those kids know how to do it now. yeah okay so <laughs> nutrition eating like a king or queen yep feed yourself like royalty feed yourself well no flour sugar vegetables or alcohol okay eat real food 
and enjoy it. And you'll love it. I promise you, you'll love it. Okay. And then we talked about two activities or two, you know, sessions of being active. So Mm -hmm. what exactly is that? So from the 75 hard program, they had two workouts a day and they had to each be a minimum of 45 minutes, which, which is, um, I I guess that's just a difference of philosophy with Mm -hmm. like the CrossFit methodology. So effective physical like workouts are higher intensity. So anything that you're doing for 45 minutes is automatically low intensity. So I'm not, I don't want to encourage more long, slow distance, steady state, shitty cardio that just over time increases oxidative stress and is hard on your joints and increases inflammation and blah, blah, blah. It's like not great, but general daily activity. So there's like high intensity activity. Awesome. Lots of general daily movement. Awesome. Kind of cardio no man's land in the middle. Mm-hmm. Not that awesome. Right. So physical activity. We said if it's high intensity, it can be like between five and 10 minutes. Like Tabata, you know, bike sprints. Sure. 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off times eight. That takes four minutes. But you go absolutely balls to the walls as yeah. hard as you can. Um, you might go outside and run a minute on, sprint for a minute, rest a minute. Do that five times takes nine minutes, you know, so it can be time-wise. It can be shorter as long as it's super high intensity. Don't do that every day. (laughs) Obviously, obviously coming to your CrossFit workout counts as one of your physical activities for the day. The other stuff you're going to sprinkle in moderate intensity things, like you're going to run one or maybe two miles like for time, but it's going to take you like eh, seven to 15 minutes. Right. So that moderate intensity pace, a pace you could not do for more than 15 minutes you know, otherwise now we're low intensity. Right. So that mid range, we're not a full sprint. You can't full sprint for 10 or 15 minutes, but also that moderate pace that you couldn't go any longer than that. Right. Um, and then like lower intensity activities, like make a minimum 20 minutes, but Mm -hmm. that could be like a yoga class or stretching or a brisk walk or a ruck. Like you throw on a backpack or weight vest and go for a hike or bike ride or, you know, whatever, like go play pickleball or, Mm -hmm. you know, physical activity, sports, different things like that. The easy go-to is go for a brisk walk. Yeah. You got a dog, your dog's going to love this challenge. (laughs) You know, And you can do that. Like if it's a rest day for you at the gym, you can do that twice in a day. Yeah. Most people take their dogs for a walk twice in a day. Yeah. As long as it's like at what the dog wants to go and not what you want to go, then it's probably a brisk pace. And yeah. And like, honest to God, stretch. Yes. (laughs) That's such a, you want to come out of this challenge being a better person, (laughs) stretch for minimum 20 minutes. But you know, that's like your Ramwads. Actually, I just learned the other day Ramwad changed their name. They did. Did you know that? What's it called now? Pliability or something weird. Yeah. I gotta say that's worse. I know. Something. Anyway, I think they're trying to go outside of just the CrossFit world. Yeah. That's a tangent. But anyway, so like (laughs) subscribe to a thing or look on YouTube or go to a yoga class or just stretch in your living room, like any of those things. Those positions that you avoid in the, in the gym are probably (laughs) the ones you should be doing at home because you're like, I don't like this one. Yeah. So the, maybe your overhead squats will get better if you stretch during this challenge. Um, so yeah, just general daily movement. They need to be separated by at least three hours so that it's supposed to be spread out throughout your day. Maybe make it work within your workday. Maybe you want to have a walking meeting. You know, someone wants to talk to you, throw your shoes on, let's go for a walk while we have this chat or whatever. Or you go for a walk on your lunch break or you bring a coworker with you, whatever, you bike to work, like figure out ways 
to put it into your day if it's not already there. Right. Um, one of my friends, a girl I know, her workplace just started offering yoga on Wednesdays at lunch. Yeah, awesome. So now she goes at work and that's like an easy way to get in an extra thing. Sweet. Cool. Um, the going outside every morning for 10 minutes, the early morning light exposure, that's actually sleep related. Right. Setting your circadian rhythm properly, anchoring with bright light exposure, sunlight exposure as early as possible in the day. Helps your brain differentiate what is day, what is night. We all spend way too much time indoors, not mm-hmm. enough natural light exposure. Our circadian rhythms are all fucked up. People struggle to sleep. Yeah. Or we're outside wearing sunglasses. Yeah. And then you're like, that's perpetual dusk. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder you're tired all the time. So you got to go outside. No sunglasses. Like you said, obviously don't stare straight at the sun. That's not <laughs> what I mean. Even if you're in a shady spot or you want to put a hat on, fine. But you need to have natural light getting to your eyeballs. And not through a window, like right outside. Be outside. Go yeah. outside. And I realize it's going to be fucking cold pretty soon. Still going to throw your coat on and go outside for 10 yep. minutes. Just pretend you're one of those people that goes out to have a smoke in the morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just like take in the sun. <laughs> yeah. ah, Breathe refreshing. it in. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh air, not a cigarette. Um, but then I want people to start to get efficient with their time, time management, right? So you got to be outside for 10 minutes anyway. Yeah. You could just sit there and stand outside. That'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Or... You could add something in. Maybe you do your reading. You do your 10 pages of reading outside in the morning. Maybe yep. you drink your water because you got to get that in you right away. Maybe you turn that into one of your physical activities. I've yep. been walking the kids to school outside in the morning, and then I run a mile, this little loop around the park, mm-hmm. trying to run a little bit every day. So I got a bunch of stuff done all at once, spent yep. time with my kids, got my morning sun exposure, and got one of my physical activities in for the day. Cool. Super time efficient. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it doesn't have to take up your whole day. No. Yeah. So with the book, um, it, it has to be nonfiction, mm-hmm. something that you're going to learn something from mm-hmm. other than how to survive a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anything you want, it can be a biography, it can be some sort of informational thing, mm-hmm. it could be a nutrition lecture, notes, like yeah. you probably get a lot of. I, uh, I posted in the course like, five or six if from a few different categories of just books that I like mm-hmm. by all means you don't have to read those ones these are just hey I read nothing but nonfiction. <laughs> unlike zombie <laughs> David over here <laughs> reads only it's good so I, I think I had my categories of like obviously there were some nutrition ones if you want to learn more about that here's some good ones to start with um some of them were just sort of like interesting ones on kind of like history and society um and then some of them were like kind of personal development type right. stuff like um What's Mark Manson's book? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, it has fuck in the title. Oh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, external brain. <laughs> Funny that I could remember the author's name and not the name of the book. Yeah, I would never remember his name. Some ones like that that are, you know, James Clear's Atomic Habits and like some of these books that are just like good yeah. personal development type ones. If you have something else and you read one and you want to post a book review in our little group, awesome. Give people ideas yeah. of what to read, what's interesting. You had read like Anthony Kiedis's autobiography yeah. a while ago, right? The guy from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, super interesting. Yeah. So there's like all kinds of cool stuff mm-hmm. you could read. One of my favorites that I always recommend to people is a book called um, Get Well Soon yeah, by that's a good one. Jen Ashley Wright. It's a, it, she wrote it pre-COVID. Each chapter is like an essay on a different plague through time and how different um, societies and governments handled like the Antonine Plague, the Black Plague, HIV, like all these different 
um, viral and bacterial outbreaks and yep. super interesting. And somehow she manages to make it like a little bit funny. Yeah. And you're like, I can't believe the whole book is on like death and dying. And yet yeah, she's kind of like witty about it. It's great. It's super. a tough topic to make entertaining, but yeah, it was really good. Yeah. And it does have to be reading. So yep. like book, paper book or Kindle or e-reader, but yep. no audiobooks. Right. Go ahead and listen to audiobooks, but that's not going to count for your 10 pages a day. Right. Got actually like read. Can you increase the font size really big <laughs> on your Kindle so sure. that it's like four words <laughs> per page? <laughs> like a little kid book. Does that count as 10 pages? Uh, Spot found dog, <laughs> you know. Hey, I read. Oh, no, I guess those would be fiction. I was going to say I read to Dash. Yep. Does uh, Captain Underpants count as nonfiction? <laughs> no. But it's on historically that topic, accurate. What are you talking about? <laughs> Captain Underpants. Um, Atlas and I, like at bedtime, yeah. have read. Uh, Yuval Noah Harari's Sapiens. Yeah. I read that out loud with Atlas at bedtime. And so that's a super interesting book. We're yep. working on the next one called Homo Deus right now. Those are nonfiction, just sort of interesting things about people and societies and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, don't be afraid to like make your kids listen to weird stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the last sort of challenge is just a personal one. Mm -hmm. They get to choose something. So you, and I wanted to put some flexibility in the program for like, if you have something that you want to attack so it needs to be um doable anywhere mm -hmm. and like measurable and actionable right so i said that like don't pick like sauna for 20 minutes every day when you only have a sauna at your house and as soon right. as you're away from home you're going to fail the whole challenge don't do that right or don't pick something vague like be more patient <laughs> what the fuck does that mean <laughs> you know <laughs> like if you're like specifically i'm gonna no yelling at my family Right. Okay. Did you go today without yelling at anyone? Good. <laughs> you know, or I'm going to eat half an ounce of liver every day, mm -hmm. or I'm going to practice or learn about music for 15 minutes every day, but also make sure you have a plan for when you're away from home. If you don't right. have your guitar or piano or whatever, maybe you follow a YouTube channel or take an online course. So you're still studying music. You can mm -hmm. still accomplish your goal. Even when you're away from the thing, make it doable. Um, when I've been running a mile every morning, you could make it something like that. You could, um, all kinds of possibilities, endless, yep. but it needs to be doable anywhere, specific, measurable, actionable, and something that you feel like will make you a better person yeah. in the end. Maybe it's no gambling for mm. 75 days. Maybe, you know, maybe you have some problem habits. Maybe it's no candy crush. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you have Stop. shitty time waster things. Yeah. And, um, one of the girls is saying she's going to do no Netflix for 75 days, oh, yeah. you know, just like, and it doesn't even have to like, what would a, how would you feel about if it was not eliminate, but like reduce, like um, put a timer on your phone and you only get like 20 minutes or an hour or whatever of Reddit or something. And do you think that would be enough or would you want to see like a full removal? I think, yeah, I think for the purpose of this challenge, it should kind of be like all or nothing, all or nothing, you know, like give it a, give it a solid, it's almost like Lent, right? <laughs> you know, like I'm just going to, take this thing out and i think if there are you know alcohol is one but like if you have any other vices that you feel like are if mm. you're honest with yourself are holding you back whether it's you know stupid games or video games or netflix or sniffing glue sniffing glue, <laughs> maybe <laughs> smoking i'm assuming no one in the gym really smokes but if you do you definitely need to that stop doing that thing. that yeah. should be a thing um with any of those things like uh, take alcohol for example you should be able to go 75 days without a drink and it shouldn't be a big deal. And yep. if it is a big deal, that's a red flag that yep. you've gotten yourself into a problematic situation mm -hmm. that any of those things that are just like add-ons to, 
to your life to prove that you have control still, you should be able to go without them. You should be able to go 75 days without eating sugar. Yeah. It's like, that shouldn't be an, oh my God, end of the world task. Yeah. You should be able to go 75 days without a drink. Like If I've learned anything from my zombie apocalypse books, it's that eventually <laughs> you won't have access to those things. <laughs> so by the, force, you won't have coffee or alcohol or anything yeah. like that. All the Twinkies will be this gone. This is all just preparing for the apocalypse, you guys. Yeah, basically. So the, <laughs> the program is requiring no junk food, no alcohol, but there might be other things in your life that you're like, I also yeah. need to kick this habit. For sure. You know? Um, it could be like adding something in. You're like, I'm going to take my vitamins or I'm going to whatever, you know? Um, I also think, and I had, you know, kind of listed in the promo video, don't let, um, the idea of like, Oh, I have kids or have a family or I have whatever stop you from doing this. It's like, no, that's the point is to a, take care of yourself first, but then also like it shouldn't take away from your family time or your other time. Like, Go do your physical activity with your kids. Yeah. Go take a soccer ball to the park and kick it around for an hour with your kids. Like go for a bike ride with your kids. Go play pickleball or whatever. Like yep. the whole family benefits from these better, healthier, more productive habits happening, you know, like, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, well, you know, it's going to be really hard for me to not eat junk food. Cause like there's junk food in the house. Like, well, why is there junk food in the house? Yeah. Oh, my kids like it. Why are your kids eating junk food? They don't, that's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> kids eating junk food is worse than an adult. So you know, the whole family benefits from you bringing healthier, more nutritious food into your house. Like if there's one gift you can give to your kids to send them into adulthood, it's good health. Yeah. And they're going to achieve good health through good sleep hygiene, understanding to eat real food and appreciating and enjoying the, the taste and delicious luxuriousness of good food. Yeah. And then just, you know, physical activity frequently. So they're not just parked yeah. with the TV and the Netflix and the video games and stuff. And just like we're trying to create new habits for you, like you have 75 days to create new habits for your kids as well. Yeah. If all they want to eat is chicken fingers, I'm like, okay, well that's a bad habit. <laughs> we yeah. can, we can change that. You know, you can yeah. help them appreciate like quality food and, and you know, Dash is at that age where he's like, he instantly doesn't like something that he hasn't tried. He's already made up <laughs> his mind because it's something new and we like make him try it. And then, you know, some of the time he doesn't like it. And some of the time he does. Yeah. Today it was carrots. He, we had a purple carrot that you had found <laughs> at a farmer's market or whatever. And he was like instantly like, I'm not eating that. But then as soon as he tried it, he loved it and wanted to bring it to school to show all of his friends this purple carrot. So yeah, yeah. make it happen. Yeah. Make it happen and lead from the front. You yeah. know, you're the leader of your family you're the mentor you're the, you know, team lead of the whole thing. So, um, Speaking of our kids, they just got they home. They just got home from school. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone, everyone can and should do the grit grind. I think there's benefit for everyone at every stage. Yeah. The purpose of it is specifically to build or create new habits, better habits, replace bad habits with better ones, to build confidence, self-efficacy, belief in yourself, trust in yourself, um, to get your wheels spinning in the right direction right. so that you can just follow through on the things you say you're going to do. Um get through the grind. Mm -hmm. It will take some grit to get through the 75 day grind. When you get to the other side, you'll get there being a better, happier, healthier, stronger person. Yeah. Better equipped to make good choices forever. And we have some things coming up, right? We have Halloween coming up. We have um, Thanksgiving coming up. So it's like, those are things you need to plan ahead for and and think about and be like, okay, well, like I don't eat candy at all, all year long. And then on Halloween, I might have like one of each little chocolate bar, right? That's yeah. like my one day where I actually eat chocolate bars. But it's like, 
am I going to die if I don't do that this year? No, of course not. Like why does Halloween have to be that day? You know, it doesn't have to be about that. So just go into it knowing you're going to come across some obstacles, but that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's as long as it is, is because I don't want you to just hide for 21 days or 30 days for some challenge, stay in your padded bubble of your house. (laughs) And then as soon as anything remotely out of the routine or real life happens, you're like, ah, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like, no, you're, you're going to have a trip or a birthday party or a workplace event or something that's going to require you to like adapt on the fly and, yep. and you're going to have to figure it out. That's the point. For sure. Yeah. Cool. So we're going to, we're going to start it in like 10 days. Yeah. Give some time to kind of start at the same time with a bunch of other people. I'm excited for it. It's going to yep. be a challenge. Um, you can kind of start whenever you want. It doesn't yeah, the, have to be on that date. So the way the course is set up, you can, you can start your day one whenever. Yep. And uh, yeah, if you have any questions, hit me up. We're excited for it. 75. 75. Here we go. Great grind.